Amen. Seven and eight, verses seven and eight. We usually, preachers always preach down to uh, verse number 12, but we're just going to use verses seven and eight tonight. But unto every one of us is given the grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. I want to preach tonight on the measure of the gift. The measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said when he ascended up into the high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Master, we thank you for this night that you've given us. Ask you, Lord, to speak to our hearts tonight and help us. Ask you, Lord, to be with us, Lord, we pray. Strengthen, Lord, your people, God. Move mightily. Open the windows of heaven. Let a fresh breath of your spirit touch our hearts, we pray tonight. God, move upon us, Lord, and those that do not know you through the power of the Holy Ghost, speak unto them this night, we pray, O Master. And everyone say in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The measure, the measure of faith, amen. As he so beautifully put it, Paul writing to Ephesus, to the church, he said unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. I wonder tonight if you would measure the depth of your spiritual ability, that which can be accomplished. I wonder where it would fall in, in our everyday thinking like um, your automobile between empty and half full and full. I wonder where it would fall into that category at. It's easy. It reminds me of days of old. I used to watch those that praying around the altar and I always tried to be, uh, have a sensitive uh, eye. And I liked, used to like to see people that they always followed where something was going on. And for an example, if someone over here was really getting to the place where they could receive spiritual instruction or God's getting ready to deal specifically there, I've seen them leave over here where nothing was going on to go over there to get into the rest of it because someone else prayed it down. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's normal. I mean, that's just as normal as can be in our Pentecostal ranks. But I want to preach to our heart tonight. I want God to deal with our soul and, and the measure of faith. I want us to go to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and, and uh, we want to spend just a few minutes there. And uh, it's the faith chapter, the 11th chapter. Everyone say praise the Lord. And, and it tells us like this, that now faith is a substance, a substance of things hoped for, something that's not there, impossible. Uh, I've heard people say it is impossible for this to happen. To man, it may be impossible, but to God, there's nothing impossible with him. It looks like some things that we stretch forth to receive from God would be impossible. Uh, I've had people tell me that it's just not, it's not really in the basics for it to happen. It happened as you say it happens. I remember many years ago, starting out, I, I could just trust him and believe him for anything. And I still do. But 
I remember at camp meeting, in the old camp meeting in Philadelphia. Now, that goes way back into the early 60s, uh, late 69, 68, somewhere in that vicinity. And it was at youth camp, and I went there, and, and uh, when service was over, well, I, uh, it was raining outside, and the wife and I, and Brother Marcus happened to be there, and he was together, and we decided we'd go get something to eat, and as we started to leave, uh, uh, Brother Peden came to me and said, uh, Brother Davis, he said, you can't leave now, you can't leave now, we've got a problem. I said, what's your problem? He said, we've cast the devil out of an individual, but we can't pray him through. And I told him, I said, go on, Brother Peden, go on and do the work, you can do it. He said, no, no, you're going. I said, I'm on my way to eat. He said, no, you're on your way to go in there and pray. Now, I got an umbrella. Get on this umbrella and come on with me. Let's go into the tabernacle. And there had been a lot of men that it was hard for them to believe that God could just reach down by just simply laying hands on someone to receive something from God. I mean, you know, there was the kind that they felt like that you got to work a long time in order to receive something from God. Some of you feel like that you got, if you become good enough, and if you give enough, and if you work hard enough, then God might just maybe touch you just a little bit. And I went in there, and I knew that they was waiting for me to make a mistake of some kind. I knew that I was open, I was open to, for much uh, criticism. I mean, like the Sanhedrin court standing there looking. What's he going to do? And uh, what's, how's he going to operate? What's going to, you know, people say, I like the way he operates. Well, hey, this is the way God does something. The impossible. As I walked up there to the front, the Lord told me exactly how to handle that situation. And as I walked up there, they were ministers galore. There was a whole platform full of them. And they had done a good job of getting the devil out of the man. They'd cast the devil out of the man. But he didn't have the Holy Ghost. And they told me, he's got to get the Holy Ghost, Brother Dave. He's got to get the Holy Ghost. And if I open my mouth and say one thing, they're going to they're judge me. I was ready for it, Brother. I mean, for the impossible. And I walked up to him... And I just laid hands on him. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive you the Holy Ghost. And that's all. And they, and they all was listening with close ears to hear what's he going to say. I've heard he said that he's seen people get the Holy Ghost. But I want to I know what he's saying. Maybe he's talking to trying to encourage or someone to receive this. I said, receive you the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. And the power of God fell like lightning from heaven. And fell upon him and he jumped back and he opened his mouth and he began to talk with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And I just walked away and a little ways back and just kind of smiled a little bit. That's the way he works. That's the way he works. That's the way God works. It's not what you can work up. It's what your dedication is. How you've walked with him. Amen. I could tell you stories upon stories upon stories in this category. And so let me just tell Olathe this tonight that it's not how good you can become. 
although you will become good when you begin to seek him and, and sell out to him, but what can you trust him for? What is your measure of faith? What can you actually trust him for? Some people can trust him for little things, little things that doesn't amount to a whole lot, and others can trust him for the impossible. I want us to look at the book of Hebrews here. He said, in the 11th chapter, he said, now faith, right now. He doesn't mean that after a while someone would say, now faith is a substance. What is a substance? It's the evidence of something that you've walked with him. When I went home and my dad was still alive, I no more walked through the doors and he'd say, what do you want to eat, son? We've got plenty in the refrigerator. I don't want to be dead. You've got to be hungry. You, I know you want something to eat. No, I don't want nothing to eat. I'm fine. I've had plenty to eat. Are you sure, son? You sure you don't want something to eat? He tried to make it as, as comfortable. Let me just put it. We come to church and, and the Lord's saying tonight, what do you want? What's your needs? What can you believe me for? What can you trust me for? What can you open your heart to receive from me? Glory. I remember one time praying with a, a Catholic lady. And I told her about the beautiful saving power and the healing power of the Lord. And she said, well, I don't know. She said, I have never read the Bible. And I really don't know. I said, well, the God that I serve can do whatever you ask him by believing him. And obeying what his word says. And I said, God can heal you. She said, but sir, I've got a 1% chance to live. The priest come in here to give me my last rites. And I cussed him out and told him to get out of here. She said, he wasn't going to do that to me. And I said, well, well, let me pray for you. And as I started to pray, the woman in the bed, it was a semi-private room. She said, uh, ma'am, uh, you better listen to what he's got to say. He said, he, he'll tell you the truth. He said, I know what he's talking about. I used to be in a church like that. And so that really made it interesting for me. Then I began to talk to her for a few minutes. And, and I prayed for her. And, and peace came upon her. The next day I went over to see her before she operated on. And she went in and came out with flying colors. Now she had a son that was a priest. And she had a and daughter that was a nun. And she was well into the, uh, the Catholic doctrine. And I walked in after she was operated on, and she said these words to me. She said, Brother Davis, I love to talk to you, but I can't talk to you. I am so sick. My, I'm, my, my stomach is, oh, I, I'm just miserable, I, I feel. I said, hey, the God I serve is well able to take care of all of that. She didn't have no faith because she was an unbeliever. And so I, I said, she said, I've called the doctor, and the doctor's supposed to be in to take care of me. And I said, well, there's no need of you being suffering of this nature. I said, let me pray for you. And I laid my hands upon her, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, heal this body, take away all the aches and pains from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. And when I lifted my hand, she said, I can't believe that. She said, I don't understand this. 
My body is as peaceful, feels perfect as it's ever felt. I can't, I, I can't understand this. And you know, really, most churches can't understand what I'm going to preach about tonight. Because they're used to working it up to get it down. And they just barely slide under the line some way or another. But I serve a God that will come in. Amen. When he looks at the heart, the cleanliness of the heart, the measure of the faith that you've got within you. The measure of faith that you can believe him for to, to obtain, amen, to that impossible. Glory. And she said, I can't believe that. And so the doctor came in and said, I come just as quick as I could. What can I do for you? She said, doctor, said, I don't hurt no more. There's no pain in my body. I have no problem. What you call me for? I was sick. I was real sick. I was in excruciating pain. I was in bad shape. And, and this preacher came in and asked me if he could pray for me. And I said, sure, pray for me. I laid hands on her. And God, she said, and all of a sudden she said, I don't know what happened, but she said, I feel great. There's nothing wrong. He looked at me and he said, and who are you? I said, I'm an old, used to be an old drunkard. I used to smoke them cigarettes and all the things that the world had to offer. I used to be the world's worst sinner. But I said, one night I fell into an old time apostolic church. God began to wash me and cleanse me. He began to give me something I'd never had before, the peace of mind and the things that I needed from him. All of a sudden, I began to speak with other tongues that the Spirit of God gave the utterance. God gave me deliverance. Amen. He called me to preach this glorious gospel. Amen. I come in and this woman was sick. And my Bible tells me, he said, any sick among you call for the elders of the church to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the Lord will raise them up. You can be seated. And he said, well. He said, maybe you make to, maybe need to make a journey down the hall of the hospital and save me a lot of time. <laughs> That's what the world says. That's how the world really appreciates a real apostolic church. But I've done some hard preaching in this church the last four times. And... and uh, I wonder, where's the, where's the dipstick of your measure of your faith tonight? Are you looking for me to pull out something? No, God's looking for someone to get his attention to, that will believe him for the impossible. The impossible. He said, faith is a substance that, that, that which you can't see, but yet it's there. And you know it's there. And then. And you're willing to walk out on the end of a limb, so to speak, to sin. Glory. Uh, I used to, when I first went to Dallas, and still do, I, I used a bottle of oil. I, one man, I told the church we was going to have revival, and he went out and bought a case of it. He said, he said, you like that oil so much, I thought I'd buy you plenty where you won't run out. And old brother Milam. He used to stay down at his house a lot with his boys and stuff. And when he was younger, when your pastor was younger, and 
And uh, he was he was quite he was a heavy set man. And I'd get the bottle of oil and I'd I'd walk away from the platform and he'd say, He's got the oil. He's got the oil. My Lord, he's got the oil. I wonder what's gonna happen. And anxiety would creep, begin to he's got the oil. He don't pick up that bottle of oil unless he's going to do something with it. What's he going to do with the oil? And you see, it's tonight as I, as I come to you tonight and the Lord began to deal with me, he said, I want you to preach on their measure. Where, where's the, the dipstick oil of the Holy Ghost that God gave you? Where, where, you know, a lot of people, well, you got to have a lot of faith to receive something from God. I've seen a lot of things happen and... Really, myself, I didn't have none. But he looked beyond my ability, and he gave what he could do in his ability. Stay with me for a few minutes. The substance. He wasn't speaking about the gift of faith. He was speaking about everyone is born with a measure. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost-born person, a measure of faith. I want us to, I want us to look at something. Acts the second chapter, verse number one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place. What it means was they was all thinking the same thing, all expecting the same thing, and they was looking for God to do something. It was Pentecost. You know, I like to I like to, the apostolic churches. And, now, when this thing really gets going like it needs to get going, this church will remind you of a three-ring circus. Something going on over here, something going on back there, and something going on over here somewhere. Or three different places in the church. And you're looking like this, you wonder where, which is the best. Which is the, where should I go? What should I do? And it becomes exciting. I remember... A man asked me one time, he said, preacher, he said, uh, I want uh, so many rows in the church. I want you to, I want them for my visitors. And I said, you going to bring that many visitors? I mean, these were big pews. Yes, sir. And I didn't want to ask him how he's going to bring them. He said he'd bring them, so that's all that mattered to me. And I watched this one who was a, a college uh, graduate and ready to be graduating from school and high and very high in learning and when the church started worshiping God and people began to shout and worship the Lord I watched this man go <laughs> what the funniest thing I've ever seen all my life I ain't never seen anything like this and he laughed and he laughed and he laughed and I asked him when he the man that invited him I said what did you tell them people to come? He said, I asked him, he said, you ever been to a circus? He said, come to my church. And he said, you'll see things that you ain't never, ever seen before in all your life. And, and so he came. And he came back again. And he, he thought it was so funny that he didn't need to be invited next time. He'd just come back. And man, when all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord began to move and he never seen anything like that, and he just, he just, he couldn't believe what he was seeing, and he started laughing. 
And I watched him. The third time he come, I've always told this, the third time you're addicted. <laughs> Maybe you got one more time, sir. <laughs> and the third time he came back and he thought, man, I, I want to see this. I, I got to see this. And as he sat there, he got excited and he began uh, laughing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, uh, and he came to the altar. We laid hands on him and he received what everybody else was receiving, what everyone else was doing. Glory. All of a sudden, it got a hold of him. He said, wait a minute. God said, I'm going to share with you what they're excited about. Right, right. Visitor friend, you're going to find out one of these days what we're excited about. What we're excited about is that we're not caring about the things of the world, but we love God because of what God has brought us out of. Amen. Glory. Listen to what the word says. He said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting. Appeared to them cloven tongue like as of a fire that set upon each of them. And the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongue as the Spirit, not as man gave, but as the Spirit gave the utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. These were sophisticated Jews. I mean, starchy-collared Jews, let's put it in our language. <laughs> I'd never act like that. That's what my wife said when she comes in. Oh, I won't uh, act like them, look like them. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. I've got more pride than that. Hallelujah. But all of a sudden, something got a hold of her, and she wanted, she said... She said to me, she said, you going to do anything about it? I said, no. She said, well, I am. Glory. And so we find these devout men sitting there looking. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost began to fall upon them also. The scripture tells us on down. Amen. They were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, all these that speak Galileans. And the Bible said, and they heard every man to speak in his own tongue, where wherein they were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Pergamon and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya, Rome and Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, and we hear them speak in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. You say, I don't ever see that anymore. If this church will get back what I've been preaching to and what your pastor wants you to go into, this, si this, this, this series of, of, of spirituality. Let me just use an illustration here. You know, I didn't bring my watch tonight, you see. I only bring my watch on Sunday morning. That's the only time I bring it. Because I fight to dinner. Amen. And my wife was in a prayer meeting in, in the old apostolic church. And... She just got carried away. And she's talking just, just out of the world. Just, I mean, she wasn't just blabbering a few words, but just, she's just talking away in a language of some kind. And there was a Jew that came in the church and walked up the steps, and 
And he stopped at the opening of the doors and he looked down there and he said, Who's that Jew down there? He's talking to my wife. Who's that Jew down there praying? I said, We ain't got no Jews in his place. He said, She's per speaking perfect Hebrew. And I can understand every word that she's saying. He said, I don't know what I'm doing here. He said, he pulled his coat back and he said, I don't know how I got here. He said, I went to bed and when I woke up, I was walking up the steps of this church. He said, see, I got my pajamas under my suit coat. Said, don't you see? I don't know how I got dressed. I don't know how I got here. I don't know nothing about it. You know, I'm talking about a revival that God sends. Mm. God's going to send a revival. I'm talking about a tongue-talking revival. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost revival. I'm talking about a miracle revival. I'm talking about the walk. I'm talking about the lame beginning to walk. Even the blind begin to see. Amen. I'm talking about a revival. I'm talking about Azusa Street revival. I'm talking about something where the miracles happen continuously. I'm not talking about a worked up song revival. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost revival. Glory, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Let's lift our hands and love him. I want to ask you a question, all you that are standing. Do you, did you feel the spirit a while ago? Now, who do you think brought that? Who do you think made witness of what I just said? That's a confirmation. Said, I'll do it if you will. I'll send it if you will. I'll send it if you want it. Glory. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm talking about a revival. I'm talking about hundreds getting the Holy Ghost at the same time. I'm talking about the lame walking. You say you're really building up God. Hey, did you ever look in the heavens once in a while? Man, that's big up there. That sun's big. I told my wife the other day, I said, isn't that sun beautiful? I heard it was about 93 million miles away from here. I said, isn't it beautiful? Isn't it wonderful to see the sun go down? And I begin to think, hey, God, you made it. God made the church. You can be seated. How big do you... How, how much oil you got on your measuring stick? I mean, we just barely, sometimes we just barely have just, just a touch of it. But here in the day of Pentecost, they got excited. They never experienced anything quite like that. This is what the prophet Joel said. He said, in the last days, saith God. God said he'd pour out his spirit. 
He also said in the last days without measure too. Not according to our measure, but his measure. Glory. Everyone say praise the Lord. Oh, the Holy Ghost is like lightning in this place. Mm. Glory, I love what I feel. I'm feeling what I love. Glory. <laughs> hey, devil. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this, devil. Olaith has come alive. And I'm Let's worship him. Don't wait on me. Wait on him. Glory, 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 glory. Woo. This is what you prayed for. This is what you looked for. This is what you wanted. You want apostolic? God give you apostolic. You want a move of God? God will give you a move of God. Why the other churches don't have it? They don't want it. They're afraid of it. But I'm not afraid of it. I don't believe you're afraid of it either. I believe we're right at the threshold, Brother Riggin. I believe we're right at the door as I told you to walk in. Let's love him. walk around these aisles and claim it right now in Jesus name but the spirit of the Lord's in here claim it I'll preach in a little while hallelujah you need something from God receive it now hallelujah Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Lord those that are in the aisle God that have stepped out by faith I pray Lord let the anointing of your love fall upon them heal their bodies Lord I ask you to strengthen them God give them that which they ask for God tonight in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let the healing oil tonight God flow in this place
wake up and claim it. God said, I will if you will. If you believe me, I'll give it to you. Cry out, cry out, my Lord, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I, I thank you, Lord, for what you've done, God. Talking tongues is here. God's power is great in here. He can heal heart problems, tuberculosis. He can heal sugar, no matter what you've got, my friend. God created this body. He can take care of it and heal it. You can go back to your seat if you can. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together. God, we love you. saying come come on Woo.
are talking it. Oh, he may not be able to talk like we talk. Hey, remember when God gives him the Holy Ghost, he talks like everyone else talks. Worship him, worship him. Now's the time to rejoice. He said rejoice when the sinner prayed through. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah. Let's love him. Let's love him. Sure, you can get it. All you got to do is ask the Lord. Say, forgive me, Lord. Anybody else want the Holy Ghost? It's here right now. Hallelujah. 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 he feels drunk <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be glory there's hundreds of them out there just like him what can you trust him for tonight what can you trust him for tonight He can heal more than a headache or a toe ache, I tell you. More than a carbuckle. Amen. He's so 
Why dost thou stand astonished at my hand, saith the Lord? For I have come to visit you for what you can trust me for, saith God. I will do miracles upon miracles if thou will believe me, as thy servant hath told thee, saith the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got a long ways to go, but I want to bring one more illustration. You can go on back if you want. I wonder tonight. I wonder tonight how many that God would reach down and do something with that got beyond the normality of worship. Oh, I know you've jumped and I know you've hollered and I know you've screamed, but yet there's a dimension yet deeper than that which we haven't touched yet. It's real deep. In fact, it's water to swim in. It's not just little ankle wa deep water, and it's not just a little flushing of water. But the water I'm talking about is very deep, very, very deep. The Bible tells us of a man that was standing. He was begging and pleading. And he was a beggar. Had the old beggar's cup and had all the equipment to go with it. And all of a sudden, he looked around, and he's blind, and he said, what's all the noise about? What's all the noise about? And they said, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, he's coming this way. And he said, my only chance is right now. I'm preaching to somebody, your chance is right now. He stood on the old curb and he began to holler, Hey, Jesus! Thou son of David! Hush. Shut up. Leave him alone. He's got other things to do besides talk to a beggar. He's got other things to do besides that. Jesus! If somebody... Many people in this building would get beside themselves and say, Hey, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you want to think about or talk about. Hey, Jesus! 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 Lord, thou son of David! He'll come to you, honey. I promise he'll come to you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forget you. I'll never, I'll never step you aside. If somebody would make up their mind to really touch you. Oh, throw your bagger's cup down. Throw your bag and clothes down. And walked to him and said, Jesus. And he said, what do you want? I'm blind. The Lord knew he was blind. Some of you got some diseases in here. 
And you're going to ride that old crutch and ride that old crutch and ride that old crutch. Why don't you just for a little while we've got left, make up your mind. You lying devil. I'm not going to my grave with that. Jesus! The son of David! I claim victory! I claim my healing! I claim my miracle! I claim it, Lord! I claim it! Now the Lord's waiting on you to do it now. Glory. Glory. Some of you need to get in this altar. You need to bury your head and tolerate all your might. I'm sick and tired of being this condition, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus. 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 Let's gather around the altar and pray, everyone. Let's everyone come.
worship him. Oh, let's have an apostolic blowout tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus on the main line. Oh, tell him what you want. Touching you, we need a sinner race and restoration. 
salvation, Holy Ghost revival, sending more, our souls renew. We need an old-fashioned heaven sent, Holy Ghost revival, touching me and touching you. We need a sinner and restoration, Holy Ghost revival, sending more, our souls renew.
Some of you tonight, like the man beside the pool of Bethesda, I mean, the waters are troubled, and rather than getting in, you're just worried about, I need somebody to help me. I'll tell you what I really, what I really felt. I felt like some of you are back there praying, God, just let him come back and lay hands on me, and then I'll, I'll turn loose and get what I need if he'd just come to me. I really felt that tonight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to realize His power is here. He loves us. 
When the water's trouble, that's the time to get in. Amen. I, you know, I mean, he laid there beside the pool for better than 30 years complaining because nobody would help him get in. And he watched person after person get healed. And finally the Lord himself stood there and said, you want to be made whole? And rather than just say, yes, Lord, he said, well, nobody will help me. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Lord, I've watched so many times the presence of God get to move. And some saying that God just sat back and cry and weep. Oh, God, if only, if only. Lord, if you'd just send somebody by here to lay hands on me with him. Why don't you just get in the water and let God do what he wants to do? Hallelujah. Why don't you just jump in? Amen. Amen. Praise God. My, what a powerful service. What a powerful service. Amen. And the Lord is not through. He's not through. Amen. I know I was here early this afternoon and there were folks coming in 430 Five o'clock coming in to pray. Amen. That's that's what we've got to do. But we shouldn't wait until somebody has to come along and shake us to get us to pray. Amen. But we need to be doing it. We need to just do it. Amen. We know, you know, church, that the times that you've paid the price and put forth a little extra effort to pray, that God moved into those services and did something special for us. Amen. Amen. If we'll just pray and seek God. Amen. Brother Davis told me there's another man here in the Kansas City area, Brother Macduff, that was with us the other night, that he's asking Brother Davis to be back shortly and preach for him. And, and uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to start fasting and praying. And uh, I told Brother Davis if he feels it in the Holy Ghost, God's not finished with him in this church yet. And when he comes back for that, then the door is open for him just to come on here. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, if we'll fast and pray, and maybe he'll be able to leave the scalpel at home. And we'll start off next time where we left off this time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, God, help us. Lift our sights above and beyond. Amen. Amen. God's been so good to us. So very good to us. And this really is just the beginning of what He wants to do. If we'll just let Him do it. Just let him do it. Just believe that God will do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Scott, I want you to ask Jeff how he feels tonight. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to you can get his attention.
Hallelujah. That's one way to do it. Stomp your foot. I want you to tell him that God's given him a beautiful gift. And now he needs to look like one of the family. He needs to look around, see how we look. And that's the way he needs to look. Amen. He needs to bear a family resemblance. All right. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. TJ, how you feeling? You don't mind me calling you TJ, do you? Your daddy does it. It'll be all right. Hallelujah. How you feel? You feeling good? Hallelujah. Amen. We prayed for a long time for Terry. God get a hold of his heart. Amen. Amen. Now you need to make up your mind, son. You're going to live for God. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Make up your mind. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock is prayer. And we want to come and pray. Amen. Seek the face of God. And uh, Thursday night is our midweek Bible study. Whatever the Lord would have. We may have revival again. Who knows? Amen. Praise God. Such a beautiful, beautiful spirit that's here. But we're going to let God talk to us Thursday night. Amen. And... Um, Saturday night. Everyone say Saturday night. I want to have a, a meeting Saturday night. Uh, Brother Davis, I've been I've been wanting to do it, been planning to do it, and just we've been so busy, had so many things going on, and I believe it was last night Brother Davis was preaching and he turned around and said, Brother Riggin, God's holding you responsible for the leadership of this church. And uh, of course I know that, I believe that. But Saturday night, 7.30, we're going to meet here, and I want to have a leadership meeting. All those of you who either are in leadership, or plan to be in leadership, or want to be in leadership in some way. Now, what's leadership? Well, it's any position in the church, from usher, to a Sunday school teacher, to a substitute teacher, to a sound man, to a trustee, uh, any position in the church whatsoever, I want you to be here. And then, time permitting, then we're going to have a Sunday school meeting after that. Meet with some of you that are interested in teaching Sunday school. But I want to start off with, with our leadership, talk to you for a little while. Amen. I believe that we've got to have a common goal. God's given us so many great promises and we've got to pursue the promises of God pray and fast and we've got to work together amen this is not my church amen it's not my church hallelujah it's God's church and you're a part of it amen amen and I can't do it alone but uh, together we can do something for God. We'll come together and believe God. Amen. So Saturday night, 730, we're going to have a leadership meeting. And then time permitting, we'll go into a little Sunday school meeting. I've, I've got some plans for our Sunday school, some things that we want to do, some changes we want to make. And uh, I, I believe that it's time for us to do some regrouping there and, and uh, get ready for an increase. 
Start preparing now. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's lift our hands. Let's thank the Lord, everybody, for what he has done. Jesus, I love you. I thank you, God, for your goodness tonight. Thank you for the beautiful, beautiful spirit of the Lord, God, that you sent into this place tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for my pastor. Thank you, Lord, for his sensitivity to your spirit. Thank you for using him. Thank you for speaking through him, God, to this church. Thank you for Sister Davis. I pray you keep your hand upon them, God, as they travel back. Lord, watch over them. Dispatch your angels, God, to be with them. God, continue to give mighty, mighty revival, God, to their church in Dallas, I pray. Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Bless this wonderful church people, God. Help us to be all that you want us to be. God, that we might see the promises fulfilled. I love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Now, I don't want to call a fast. I just want to tell you, we, we've got to start doing some fasting more than we have and praying more than we have. And, um, hallelujah. Our uh, 6 o'clock prayer that we've had kind of falling by the wayside and got down to about two or three I think and I know some of you are working different things uh, can't come but i tell you what I really like to do is just to open it up to everybody and I'd, I'd like for everybody to come be a part of it and, and uh, let's pray together let's, let's pray together as a church let's believe God to do some great and wonderful things Amen Amen, amen. We're standing, Brother Davis said tonight, the Holy Ghost spoke through Brother Davis. We stand at the threshold of the open door. And I want to step through it. I want to step through it. Praise God. Amen, amen. God bless you tonight. Thank you again for coming. Remember all the announcements. You are dismissed in the fear of God. Greet one another in Jesus' name. Praise God.